0: Uh, in psalm chapter 89 and verse 7 and it reads god is greatly to be feared in the assembly of the saints and to be held in reverence by all those around him now think about that for a moment how how is the lord to be treated in the assembly of the saints this would would be one of those assemblies if you will and that is that god is to be greatly feared. And he is to be held in in what? In, in reverence. In reverence to all those around him. I don't ever want to lose that. I, I, I don't ever want to lose my attitude towards God that he is holy. That he is to be revered. In, in all of our Fun, And we should have a lot of fun. In all of our our relationships with one another. In in the way we do church today. uh, I don't want to lose something that is very, very real. And should be recognized by all. That God is holy. Always has been. Always will be. And if I want to have an intimate relationship with Him. If I want to be tight with God. I've got to know this about Him okay Uh, not everything with him should be treated casually not not, not everything with he with him should be ho-hum just casual just there's the Lord and hey what's up I mean most certainly there is the element revealed to us in scripture about God being our friend and isn't that amazing that you could be called like the song we used to sing years ago I'm a friend of God you know that element should be there, should be present. We need to know about that. But that's not the only way we, we, we relate to Him. One of the ways we relate to the Lord is facing the ground. One of the ways we relate to Him is on our knees. is Head bowed. You know what I'm talking about? talking about in some kind of religious way. I'm talking about in great honor and respect. He is holy. He always has been. He is righteous in all of His ways. And He is to be revered at all times by those who know him. Those who don't know him may mock. They may use his name as a cuss word. They may say all kinds of things that are vile and deny his very existence. But not those who know him. We know his love. We know his mighty power. We know that he is holy. In in particular, I think about... Uh, the person that we refer to in theology as the third person of the Godhead his name is Holy Spirit I mean think about that for a minute holy is in your name (laughs) I mean your name is holy I mean literally not just figuratively not just in a description it's your name holy (laughs) I mean even the father we know he's holy we know Jesus is holy but it's not their name The the name of the Spirit, the Spirit of God, is Holy Spirit. There's something that should be seen in that, by the way. It's not real casual. It's with great awe and great respect that we have Him in our lives, that we follow Him, that we do what we do. He he is holy. I, I think... And this is one of the things that concerns me, honestly, about the church world as a whole, at least in America, okay, is that many, they don't know who the Holy Spirit is. And I say that, that's a, I know that's a broad statement, they wouldn't say that, but, you know, some have viewed the, God the Father, they said, the Father, he, he's the mean part of God, because they read Old Testament and stuff, and they think they've figured it out, uh, you know, and Jesus is the nice part of God. And the Holy Spirit, he's the spooky part. You know, he's, he's the one that makes all the charismatics go do crazy things. <laughs> the, the Pentecostals so forth. That's the spooky side of God. No, <laughs> I guarantee you he is, he might have been represented at times as being spooky. But he himself is God. Knows all, is all, all powerful. I mean, we stand in awe of his presence. And I want you to understand that uh, the presence of God, the glory of his presence and him moving is a really, really important thing. Okay. It's a really big deal to me. I'm certain it's a really big deal to God. And I don't ever want to get into a, a mode, a mindset where we do what we do And if he were here or if he were not here, it would look the same. Uh, You know what I'm talking about? where we are so programmed and so planned and so have got church figured out and life figured out and I've got his word and and I can do these things and I'm unaware that there is a living spirit who is in our midst and fills our lives and wants to rule, wants to do some things, wants to talk to us and guide us and lead us. If I'm not conscious of that, I'm missing something really important. I don't ever want to have church so figured out that we're not open to him. That we're not hearing from him continually and and on a regular basis. One of of the greatest compliments, if you will, that have come. And it's not a compliment to me. I mean, people tell me because of what I do. uh, But they say, I've come in here and I feel the presence of God. And I stand... I'm humbled that I'm even a part of that. Not that I'm the reason for it, but I'm in the midst of something that God would do. And when someone would come and say, man, I was there, and it's like God was there. The presence of God, and I'm seeing things, and I'm hearing things, and and things are changing in my body. And uh, You can't manufacture that. I I mean, where, where can you get that? You can't bottle that up. You have to have a relationship. You have to invite him. You have to have a respect for him to where he gets preeminence. Meaning my plan, his plan, my plan gets set aside. We're going with his plan. If we don't think that way in our lives and in, our, in all that we do, he starts, stops offering his plan. He's a gentleman. He doesn't force us. He's not going to push us into things. He'll nudge. He'll tug on our hearts. He'll move on us. But if we ignore and ignore and ignore and do our own thing. And ignore and do our own thing. Eventually he'll say, okay, do your own thing. Not that he wants it. He'll just let you. How many of you have figured that out about God? He he does. He'll let you do whatever you want to do. Even to your own demise. We don't want it. I don't want it. I want his best, but I've got to give place to him. Thank you, Lord. You know, I was reading about, uh, in in the book of Revelation, over there in chapter 4, it talks about these four living creatures. That's kind of hard to wrap my mind around. You know, some of the things described there. But what they do in and around the throne of God, day and night, constantly, is they say, Holy Holy, holy, constantly, they're looking at God. And maybe that's Father, Son, Holy Spirit, I don't know. Ho- but holy, holy, holy. But they're constantly doing that. I mean, can you imagine that job? Now, honestly, in my own mind, I think, oh, I don't want that job. <laughs> I mean, you think about it. Always, they get a break. They're just constantly declaring that God is holy. Holy. But here's the other side. I I also recognize, and I I notice um, something about the Lord. He is certainly not creating a being, an angelic type of being uh, in this situation, that their assignment is to be, you know, bored out of their brain for eternity. Here's our job to do this. I would guess that there's something going on in them That thinks we have got the greatest assignments of any of God's creation. Probably. I'm I'm speculating here. Can you stay with me? Uh, Probably they say holy and they see something new. And they say holy and God reveals another part of his his infinite nature. Because we can't even wrap our minds around eternity. Let alone someone being infinitely powerful. We can't even figure that out. I can't even figure out how our country is 20 million, 20 trillion in debt. (laughs) You know, I can't even figure out those numbers because that's beyond my reality, let alone eternity and holy, holy, holy. And it keeps happening and God shows them something new. The father reveals another part of his love and power and character and nature and who he is. And they're just in awe constantly. Wow. Wow. Holy. Holy. There's got to be something like that going on there. But this is a part of God that we need to understand. This is, this is who he is. Look with me for a moment at Ephesians chapter 4. So we'll say, what about that other message? Come next week. I, don't, I know I don't do this a whole lot on Sunday. We do it all the time on Wednesday. We just get a, get a word and flow with it. And uh, thank you, Lord. I think the Lord wants us to see some things today about him, himself. In Ephesians chapter 4, notice with me verse 30. Ephesians four thirty, it reads and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption I want you to notice that language that it says do not what's that word grieve the Holy Spirit of God do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Do you know the Spirit of God can be grieved do you know do you know do you know God has emotions? He does God, God has emotions, He does feel things. we are the way we are because He is the way He is. Now not everything we do is just like Him because we ha- you know sometimes go unchecked, but uh, the spirit of God can be grieved, and th- that should concern us. I mean, we have this precious relationship with the Holy Spirit, and yet sometimes he can be gone er grieved at what's taking place and apparently I can do that to him because this letter is written to believers to saved people to spirit-filled believers he said don't you grieve him so he can be grieved and I could do things in such a way that he gets grieved when I think about God's holiness and respecting him one of the things I think about a lot is his presence the presence. And of course, you say, well, the Holy Spirit's everywhere all the time, and that's of course true. Uh, but He's also at times in manifestation in different areas. All right? His manifest presence. It becomes obvious that He's there. Uh, and, and if I'm going to treat Him as holy, I need to recognize and treat His presence as something special. His manifest presence as not something that I would take for granted. But something that I have high respect for the move, the presence of God. Okay? Uh, Again, that's all the time. But this is one of the times, by the way, when believers gather together, there is a special opportunity for the Spirit of God to manifest in a corporate way. Because we are not only saved by ourselves, but we are the body of Christ that is supposed to have a relationship with one another. And He really wants to move amongst us. In our midst, there's reasons why times we've come together and we've worshiped God, and a cloud comes in here and people start getting healed all over the place. There's a reason why when we come in here and we worship God, times we've had the fragrance of heaven fill the room and you could smell it all over the place. There's something about He likes when the body of Christ gets together in awe and reverence of God. We recognize His presence, and we cherish it. It's holy. So, you know, I think about in what way could we miss, miss that, grieve the Spirit in that regard, miss out on uh, giving Him and His presence the, the respect that should be there. Well, you know, some of it just has to do with what, we're, what, what, what moves us, You know, uh, nowadays we have these devices, and uh, uh, how many, you don't have to raise your hand, how many jump every time this thing, Almost figuratively, you jump every time this thing makes a noise? Bing, phone call, bing, text, bing, notification this, notification that, oh, someone liked my picture, Uh, you know. I've got this notification, that one. And, and, and sometimes people, they, their lives are all around that. Anytime that thing buzzes in their pocket or, uh, or makes a sound, they're quickly going to check it. Okay. Well, you have high regard and high respect for this. Huh? I think it would be treating the Lord with great respect if we would jump, so to speak, every time he moves at his prompting at his leading but too often no we'll jump at everything else we'll quickly move but when he's moving hmm yeah hmm. I'm gonna get around to that yeah I should pray about that I'm gonna schedule that in in a couple weeks <laughs> but we jump at everything that doesn't show much honor to him that doesn't show much respect can I tell you can I just be straight I have a concern a little bit about that we, uh, even in times of service like this, that we're paying attention to this too much. And some of you might feel like I'm stepping on toes, but that's why we came here today. (laughs) No, but seriously, when we are seriously, we're saying, if you asked us, do we believe that God is involved in our worship? Oh, yeah. Is he involved in the word and the ministry and the things that are going on? Oh, yeah. The spirit of God's moving. But then, right in the middle of it, you know, I'm not talking about. Hope you get my my principle here. Right in the middle, of it, we're we're still we're communicating with everyone on the outside world. Right in the middle of it, someone oh someone called me, someone texted, me, I got to get back to them. Do you? Do you? I mean, people survived a couple decades ago without that. <laughs> Apparently, people had you know. And I, I listen, I'm a pastor, I care about people. I realize someone's, if someone's at work and they have to be on call or something and they have to do, I'd rather have you here than not. You know what I'm talking about? And if you had to I, I'm not creating some kind of law, but I'm saying sometimes just as a matter of a lack of discipline, we don't reverence the Lord. We don't reverence His presence. We're still trying to hear from God. Pray for me, Pastor. I need to hear from God. I need direction in my life, or I got this situation in my family. I need prayer. And then all through service, you know, and we're checking stuff, but we're not paying attention to Him. We are tuned in to other voices. How how do we say, Lord, You are holy? Let me tweak that a minute. The Lord is holy. <laughs> You know, you know what I'm talking about? Don't take this as a, as a, a law just so strict. Get the spirit of it. I'm, I set aside time. I don't know if you do this, but sometimes I, I need to I spend time with the Lord. And I have so many devices in my house that bling and beep and everything else too. And I have to, you know, airplane mode stuff. No, I'm not. I'm not I, can't do, I can't deal with any, anything right now. But I'm going to pay attention to him. I want to give him that place in my life. Amen. Watch out about distracting others. Watch out. I mean, this almost might seem childish, and I don't mean this in the disrespect of anyone here, but even in service, just yapping, just talking, just talking to someone else. And it's like, you don't realize maybe, maybe God was speaking to that person at that very moment. You ever seen that in in service? And you thought, oh, I sure hope someone, so-and-so heard that. And you looked over down the row or something, and they were fumbling around with something, or they were talking with someone else. And you thought, oh no, that, I think that was for them. They should have really heard that. That would have helped them. But they missed it. They missed it. Why? Because God didn't give it? No, they were busy. They were busy doing something else. Hallelujah. And so, uh, you know, reverence the Lord. Reverence His presence. Go to bed on time on Saturday night. Why? What say, why would you say that? So you're not tired when you come here. I think that's respectful to him. So why? It's a good opportunity to catch up on some sleep. You disrespect the Lord's presence. I see in the early church when you read the book of Acts, I see some of the things that they did and some things that were happening in their services. People learned. And people were afraid. They they literally were afraid to join them. But God would have people. But there was such a. They they became such a respect and awe. Of what was happening in the body of Christ. I don't want to lose that. And I don't mean. I don't mean for a moment. That if you're very reverent. That you won't ever laugh and have fun. That is a move of the spirit. I mean he is a spirit of joy. Uh, Don't get me wrong. I mean the moves of the spirit can be very diverse. It's not all when we say reverent. That means we're all. Quiet and hush, hush. That's one part of it. It's not the only part of the. We respect all moves of the Holy Spirit, but we should never despise His presence. Or let me say, let me add another thing to this: His gifting. His gifting. Look at First Thessalonians, if you will. Just right turn if you're there in Ephesians, First Thessalonians, chapter five. There's a time to do things. There's times not to do things. Can I encourage you without this becoming uh, some sort of law? When we're in a service, if you don't have to get up, don't. If it can wait, let it wait. Some have kids in the nursery and they get buzzed and they got to, you know, people have to do things. But if you don't have to, don't. If you can hold it, the bathroom will be there when you're done. If you can't, go. No problem. Y'all understand what I'm saying? But have this heart where I'm giving this to Him. I'm giving my time, my focus, my attention. I really believe that He wants to speak to me and do things in my life and in the lives of others. It's not all about me, it's about other people. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, notice with me verse 19. Do not quench the Spirit that's interesting. Not only can he be grieved, but he can be what? Quenched. Do not quench the Spirit. So I could do something, we could do something in a way where the Spirit of God, he gets quenched. In other words, he's not free to flow and move and do what he wants to do. Someone said, well, God's going to do whatever he wants to do anyway. What verse is that? What verse is it that God gets his way and we have no part of that? Huh? That's a twisting of scripture there. There is the command side, and then there is the obey side. There is the he is holy side, and then there is the we recognize it side. We've got to be involved in this. Okay? Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies. Do not despise prophecies. Why would you say that? Why would you give that word to these Thessalonians? Don't despise prophecies. Apparently, some of them did. That would be the only reason to say it. They were being tempted to despise the gifts of the spirit. I mean, my, one of my concerns in our country is today. There's a whole lot of Christians don't even know what prophecy is. They don't even know that God would spontaneously speak to them and speak through them and speak to His people. And there is no inspired utterance. It's just all planned. It's just all from the teaching side and not a not a prophecy side. What a tragedy that is. That's the Holy Spirit. And he inspired Paul. Tell those guys to stop despising my gifts. And maybe it's because people do things crazy. And I know that happens. Sometimes people do things in the name of the Lord and it really wasn't God. Sometimes people said, yea, thus saith the Lord. And it wasn't, thus saith the Lord. And how many know we should be discerning? Yeah. We should do, we should do the, the next part of this verse. Uh, verse 21. Test all things. Test all things. We're going to always do that. Test everything. But then after that's done, what? Hold fast to what is good. Not throw out the baby with the bathwater. Not throw out the prophecy with the craziness, with the flakiness. Hold on to that which is good. We must have a move of the Spirit in, in our lives individually and in our services. We must know what thus saith the Lord. I tell you, one of the things that distinguishes between the body of Christ and some of the many different wild religious things that are going on in the world is this. It's His presence. It's the move of God. It's things actually happen. I've been uh, rehearing and re- some from personal friends and reading reports about how God is moving in the Muslim world these days. You don't hear it in the, in the mass media. But many, many, many people are coming to Jesus. He is showing himself up mightily in, the, in different parts of the world in, in that religious system. I have friends and different ones and, and read reports recently, even in our area, with the, uh, with the Mormon religion. That there are thousands and thousands of people departing. Departing right now. And I wouldn't be publicized. I just want to, I want to help people wherever they are. I want to show people the move of God. I want them to experience on a personal level the power of the Holy Spirit, so they can be transformed. Amen. Listen, individuals. We see hundreds of people coming and getting and receiving the Lord in these services. And uh, how many know that doesn't happen outside of the move of the Spirit on that individual? It doesn't. It's not humanly, uh, you know, comprised, where we just presented it in a perfect way. No, it is. No, Jesus said, "No one comes to me except my Father draw him." And so, this is this is what's necessary. Uh, we shouldn't despise his gifting, and this is interesting to me as well concerning the Holy Spirit one of the most outstanding statements to, and honestly misunderstood by many but has to do with this, this statement that Jesus made concerning the holy spirit and he said uh, it's called we call it he called it the blasphemy of the spirit and he said he said people can be forgiven of anything he said but that one nope nope can't, can't be forgiven of that one it's like wow Not the Father, not the Son, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. And he put that, he elevated that as a really big deal that you speak evil against him. And without going into that in great detail, it has to do with the revelation that he brings. They were calling a work of the Spirit a work of the devil in the context. Just the fact that that even exists, that something that cannot be forgiven is revolving around the move and work of the Holy Spirit should make me take a step back and say wow he can be grieved he doesn't want to be quenched he can be blasphemed and that's a big deal with God I need to have great respect I need to have great reverence for the work of the Spirit are you listening to me Amen. Amen. I think sometimes it's possible that we limit the Spirit, the fullness of what can happen, by lack of knowledge and lack of reverence. Obviously, you can't have respect for someone you don't know, you don't know anything about. But we can, we can limit the move of the Spirit because of a lack of reverence. You know, here's the thought... How much can we handle? Could he move in such a way where we cannot handle and it would potentially have a negative effect upon our lives? Uh, You know, I was, you know, I I like to think about heaven. I like to, both from scripture and from those who have been. And uh, in talking with Miss Melody recently about her experience in in heaven and, and about the throne of God. About the throne of God and how people would go there, and they couldn't handle it. She said you had to work up to it because it was so, it's so strong. I'm putting this in my own words. So strong, but people would go there and they would uh, they would end up not being able to move. Sounds like things in the scriptures too. But they would be. He said, she said angels would have to carry them out of there. That was some of the things angels did is they carried people out of the 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 throne of God. Because he said you had to, like, this is my words, like acclimate to it over time. Because it's so powerful and so glorious and so, that you could only handle so much initially. And people would go in there and it sounds like they just hit the pavement or the gold or whatever, you know. Whatever whatever it's made out of, you know, just hit the dust. And literally couldn't get up. I mean, some of us have experienced that to a measure on earth. Where the glory, of you know, I've had that before. I come up. I'm on the ground thinking, how did I get here? And the glory of God is strong. But they're so strong. And I think about that in proportion to what he wants to do in, in 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 your life, in our services. How much can we handle? And is it somewhat measured based upon our respect, our recognizing his place and giving him that place? And saying, you're holy. I'm not just going to despise this. I'm not going to uh, get myself involved in so many things where I'm hardly even paying attention to what he's doing. You, maybe you can come stronger. Maybe the glory of God manifests thicker. Huh? Maybe we start having these kind of services where every single person in the building... That's not right with God. Instantly gets right with God. Maybe these kind of services where every single person with any, even one thing wrong with their physical body and they're all healed. Like Israel coming out of Egypt. There was not one feeble among them. What's the potential of the, of the greatest move and glory of God's spirit in our midst? I don't know that potential. I can't wrap my, my mind around the magnitude of Almighty God. But I want, I want to risk it. I want to stretch and try. I want to give Him that place. Huh? And don't get me wrong. Sometimes the move of the Spirit is we're rejoicing and we're shouting and we're just glad in the Lord. We're having a good time. Hallelujah. And there's times where it's just, oh my, oh my, I don't think I can do anything. I don't think I can move right now. Why? Man, God's here. God's here. He's holy. He is that way. I'm not talking about making, trying to manufacture anything and make something happen. Let's just give him the respect that he deserves. He is a holy God. He deserves our time and attention. Amen. Amen. I want to balance. Say, well, we're free. We're free to do anything. Well, I want to balance freedom and reverence. Yeah, we're free in Christ, free to do it, but we remember that He's holy. Remember, Jesus said, don't give what is holy to the dogs. He said, don't do that. They don't understand. They don't, the dog doesn't respect your diamond. cast your pearls before swine. You're the, that, pig, that pig doesn't value that pearl. I'm gonna give my pearl, a new ear, my pig, a new earring with a pearl. That's a waste, man. Give that to someone that would appreciate it. Huh? You think Jesus, his focus is really on how we treat our pigs and dogs? No. No. He's talking about the holy things of God. Who do you not give them to? Those who don't appreciate them. Who do you who doesn't get the fullness? Those who don't want it. Those who who couldn't give a rip. They got their own plan, their own schedule. They're going to do their own thing. But those who say, God, I want all of you. I want everything you want for me. I want your holy presence and your will and your kingdom to be established in my life and in the earth. It's all about you, Lord. Okay, we're opening ourselves up, up to some good things now. Man, it's interesting even what's happening now. Man, the presence of God is even getting thicker just as we... We reverence Him. The presence of God is strong. And it fixes everything. (laughs) I tell you, it fixes everything. It'll fix that messed up, depressed life you have. Man, just down every single day. He fixed that in a moment. Fix that in a moment. There is no sadness in heaven. There's no frowning in in His presence. Mm -hmm. Things get changed. Just by being with Him. Amen. It's just like you go into some restaurants and they stink, you know. You ever been in those? Like they haven't changed their grease out in a while? It's like, Ugh! And you go out of there and you smell like the place all day? You get around the presence of God and you start smelling good. I tell you, there's a lingering, uh, uh, there's a lingering um, aspect to His presence. It stays with you. I'm telling you, even from being in here today, you're going to recognize this later. This, later today, man, God, you say God is still on me. I can still sense Him. I, it's, mm, it's so good. Thank you, Lord. Man, I want to go right into the next service and not, <laughs> not take a break. But <laughs> glory to God. Let me read you a verse I wrote down this morning. Uh, Hebrews twelve twenty-eight. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably. Remember, we've been talking about that. Acceptable. Acceptably with reverence and godly fear. What is acceptable to God? What's an acceptable way to serve Him? That we let His grace empower us and we serve Him with reverence. Reverence and godly fear. It's it's an awe you are God, you are holy, you are everything to me, amen. Thank you, Lord. Let's pray today, Father, in Jesus' name, for your goodness, for your grace, thankful we are for your presence in this place. You are holy, you are holy in all your ways. Father, I pray even now that you would speak and talk to those in our midst here as you have been. Lead them into a life of holy respect. Show them how they can teach their children how to respect and honor you. Show them how they can be an example to others to respect and honor you. Father, thank you now Holy Spirit, we have given place to you and you are are strong and mighty in our midst now. Thank you for your glory. Thank you for your glorious presence, most holy God. We want you more than anything. Your ways, your will be done and not ours. We yield ourselves to you. And thank you. Thank you for helping us to see and know and understand your ways for us to walk in your power in these last days for us to recognize your presence and the moving of your spirit in our lives in our services in all that we do there's glorious presence and power in all that you do we connect ourselves like a train car hooking up to another we're connecting ourselves with you for you to pull us and lead us direct us glory to God glory to God Father we see bright days for the church ahead dark times in the world but bright times bright days for the church as we are led by your spirit we must know your voice we must hear from you and thank you Lord you always guide us and lead us through Protecting us on every side, protecting us from the dangers of this world. We will not hide, we will not live in fear, but we trust you and your presence, which is here. Thank you, Lord, for working in us today. Glory and honor and praise be to your name. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Amen. Amen.